Hello and welcome to a very rare episode of Busy, Finding Calm in a Busy Mind. I haven't recorded a podcast for, what, a year, year and a half, two years? I can't even remember the last time I did it. I do remember where I was living and I wasn't feeling very well and I wasn't feeling comfortable enough to record because I didn't like to record when I knew that other people could be listening and I wasn't living alone. But I live alone right now and I have a great apartment. So I thought, why not try and start up the podcast again? I want to start this podcast with just taking a deep breath. I'm feeling a lot of anxiety and stress right now. So I think a proper breath, not just an anxiety exhale, but actually, okay, a deep breath in. And release through the mouth. That didn't help at all for me. I never, I listen to podcasts that do this and I try to follow along and I don't know, deep breath doesn't really work for me because usually you're supposed, like you're supposed to breathe in with your nose and you just, and I think it's really hard and then breathe out with your mouth. And I, I don't know, for me, when I try to do that, everything just clams up and I can't breathe properly. And I wonder what that says about me. I feel like I get almost like I don't do it properly. And I used to sing and I've studied uh, studied music and, and stuff. So I know how to breathe properly. So you can use your stomach to breathe. Like often if you're stressed, you lift your shoulders a lot and you breathe kind of like from the area where your chest is. That's like when you're stressed, you breathe that way. So if you're singing, you have to breathe a lot. You have to take a new breath often if you're not in control of your breath. So you practice how to breathe from your stomach, kind of like how to use, I don't know what the English word is, but you you use your stomach and your core basically to get the, to get a stronger um, voice out that isn't like, a, oh, okay, I'm ADHDing around, but yeah, you're, so I've had a lot of years of, oh, I have a lot of years of practice of how to use my breath and, you know, breathing with a, with my core. And even so, when I tried these meditation exercises with breathing, I don't do it because I do it with my nose. Like I don't do that the right way. I can't breathe from my core and I try to do it and I never, never succeed. So I think that's something I should work on maybe. Anyway, um, why I felt like I wanted to start this podcast up again is, well, I've been listening to Yoga Girl again. <laughs> if you also do, you know where that breathing exercise came from. Uh, no, but I've been listening to it a little bit and it reminded me of how, um, the Yoga Girl podcast, by the way, it reminded me of how much fun I had when, I, or how helpful it was for me to have the podcast to just have a moment for myself where I just talk and vent and get to realizations and cry and basically just hold space for myself. And it doesn't really matter if anyone is listening, if it's just me, but just having that kind of like venting diary where I just talk is, is kind of nice. And since 
I used to stream a lot and I don't anymore. It's a nice way for me to still create some kind of content while doing it on my own time where no one is watching and I can really just speak from, you know, the darker corners of my mind. But let me have a sip of my coffee. I want to try and release a new podcast episode every Monday. So it's Saturday night, in the middle of the night right now, so technically Friday night for me. Uh, but I want to record this sometime during the weekend. Just take an hour or, or so just for my own and just sit and record it. And then I can edit it before Monday and post it on Monday. I think that's something that I... I want to do. I feel like that's something that I will benefit from mentally and yeah, that will be good. And today why I, why I wanted to do this was because I, uh, I, um, I've talked a little bit about alcohol on my, on this podcast before, and I have periods when I drink and periods when I don't drink. And for me, this is solely personal i don't recommend this to anyone else especially if you're struggling with alcohol this is not something you should test um but this is something that works for me because i have been able to i can stop drinking whenever i want if i get into a period where alcohol is having a negative effect on me i can stop i can just cold turkey stop it move on be sober and i know that that is not the case for everyone so that's why i found something that works for me because i still like to have a glass of wine I like to, you know, drink some wine and eat cheese or uh, don't eat cheese because I'm allergic to cheese, but I like to do that sometimes, even though my hands bleed from it. But yeah, just chill or, you know, have a beer in the sun during summer. The issue for me is that if I have alcohol in my life for a long period, it doesn't matter if I only drink once a week, I get negative effects from it. If I have it in my life for, say, three months, then I start getting, when I get drunk first of all i can't really control my drinking if i've had it in my life for a long period of time even like i said if i just drink once a week i can't stop like i can't just have one glass i just keep going for until i i can't anymore like until i can't stand kind of thing and i also get a lot of anxiety i cry when when i'm like before i go to bed i cry a lot and it just becomes a very negative spiral if I then take a break and I'm sober for a couple of months or three months, then I can just have a glass of wine and I'll be like, oh, that's all I wanted. And I put it away. So if I, had, if I haven't had it in my life for a long time, I have control over it. And so I was in a period where I was not in control. I have been drinking every day for, I think it was almost three months from January till, yeah, I've been, I haven't been drinking now for... 10 or 11 days and I remember the new year came and I was like it was new year's eve I think and I was like okay I'm gonna be sober for the first three months of January so what I, like for the first three months of the year and then I was so hungover on new year's day so it's like ah and I had something left to drink and I just never stopped I knew that it was very unhealthy and I knew that it wasn't okay for me but I let myself have this period of just getting myself in a really dark place because I have been working on myself most of the time 
for the sole reason of other people looking at me. People are looking at me being like, oh, are you not feeling okay? Shouldn't you do this? Shouldn't you do that? And I have done it as like, it hasn't been for me a lot of the times. It's just been for either motivating other people or because other people are looking. And it have left me in this depressed spiral where I've been feeling really shit for years and I can't really break myself out of it. It's been since 2015 I had um, I got burnt out and I haven't been able to recover from that. And I've been putting like really high standards to where I should be because in 2014 I was working 100%, studying 100%, and working out 14 hours so a week, running a half marathon every Saturday. No wonder I got burned out. And I keep holding myself to that standard. Like I haven't worked out in years. But even so, if I start running, I don't go out and run like two kilometers like someone who hasn't like been running you know, do. I just go like, all right, I'll go out and run 5k. Just like that. And then I get injuries, my old running injuries back. And then I like cry and like, oh, I will never run again. But it's, you know, it's not sustainable to not move your body for years and then think that you can go out and do the things that you could when you were working out. And I moved into this apartment and lived here since November. And I lived and I'm now living on my own for the first time since 2015 when I moved from my apartment in Norway. And... I'm studying online. I don't really, I'm not streaming. Like no one really has to see me. So I've just, I just let myself go. I drank every day. I was really depressed, did barely showered, ate really shitty food for a while. Um, and I just let myself go. And it was actually really nice because for the first time I could just let myself be as depressed as I actually was. I was, I've been so depressed, but I haven't been showing that to the outside. I've been, I've been saying it out loud, but you haven't really been able to see it because I've been functioning. And now I just let myself go and I have not been functioning. And I, you know, I couldn't really do my schoolwork. I, I, I did it, but you know, on my current project, I got an extension for two weeks because of this, because I just, I just fell. And I was thinking like, now that no one is looking at me, I will let myself, I guess, harm my body in a way, you know, doing these unhealthy things like drinking, eating really bad food. I was buying these like frozen lasagnas, eating that and like really not healthy food. And now that no one is looking at me and I'm not taking care of like using my energy for the things that people would judge me for and using my energy to really look at where is like, how can I make changes? You know, how can I actually become, come out of, like, get out of this depression for real this time? And I was looking at, like, things that I was, you know, getting in touch with a lot of feelings that I suppress and uh, memories that I've suppressed resurfaced. And, you know, it, it came to a point where I was, my borderline was so, so strong and, I don't know if you know what um, what borderline is. If this is the first time that you're listening to this podcast, uh, you might not know what what borderline is. But it's a it's a personality disorder where it's 
everyday feelings that every person have, but they get to an extent where they become harmful to yourself and others, basically. So you can say like a person without borderline gets jealous and, you know, they can maybe, you know, have a little argument about it, but, you know, they can move on. And then a person with borderline might see that your 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 partner is talking to a family member and they'll be like, oh my God, they're talking to them because I don't feel enough, like they don't want to be with me anymore because I, I, I'm not good enough. So now they're leaving me and they're, you know, I, I can already see them talking to their family member, like they, they want to spend time with someone else because I'm not good enough and I'm really shit and there's, you know, no one will ever love me again. You know, it's just, it can just spiral and you have emotions that are extremely strong and, and to get the diagnosis, there are nine, I think there are nine nine traits and if you get five of them and I like like I said to an extent where it's not manageable I guess and I have gotten I have gotten my borderline re- uh, written off and then gotten it back the diagnosis back again and now I haven't had any therapy for years and I could just feel this because I was drinking a lot as well I could just my borderline just took over like I've been it's been really difficult and I came to a point where I was I was I was drunk and like every time before bed I just I cried and I cried to a point where like it was painful in each part of my body and like all this past trauma from my life just resurfaced in a physical way so I could feel it everywhere and I just it was one night when I was like I I don't want to drink anymore like it's not fun like it's not fun it's just what i do right now to be able to survive like i if i was gonna go to the store to to buy food i got so much anxiety that i was faint every time at one point my mom had to come like i went out to walk my dog and i just came home and i fell to the floor and i started shaking and crying because it was so overwhelming to go outside and like i just got this sensory overload and sensory overload is something that you get in if you're neurodivergent, and neurodivergent means that you can have any, uh, any, God, I'm not good enough with these words, but like if you have ADHD or autism or anything similar, or some people prefer to say if you are ADHD or if you are, I don't know, like I usually just say if you have, English is not my first language, so if that sentence was in any way um, offensive, I'm sorry. English is not my first language. Anyway, but sen- um, sensory overload is when you can you become very overwhelmed by by your, your senses, sound, smell, you know, the things that you see and hear. And if you're like, like me, I don't go out a lot because I have, it gives me a lot of anxiety. So I mainly just inside in my apartment, I know these sounds, these smells and loud noises can really like it put me off and if I go out and I see people it's just it's it was very emotional so I went outside and I I just came in and I fell to the floor and I just cried and I and my mom ended up coming to my apartment and then we walked to the store together and then we, she helped me shop and then we walked home and then she helped me clean actually she helped me clean my apartment and yeah I just I've just been it's been rough for for a while here but um yeah, no, so I was in that in that night and I was just feel like I don't wanna I don't wanna drink anymore. Like I'm not having fun. Like I enjoy drinking if it's like you get a little tipsy, you know, like you get that warm kind of fuzzy feeling and you know, like 
you know, and have a couple of glasses, like some wine or some beers, like maybe three, four beers, not three, four beers every day, but you know, like once, once or twice a week, if even, and as long as that's like fun and you know, you're happy and it doesn't make you angry or cry or shit, like I enjoy that, you know, it's a, it's a nice little, you know, but, but no, I was just, I don't want to drink anymore. It's been horrible. And I started, I, I was really feeling really shit and I was noticing that there is something like I have to make changes now and I started a journal and I was trying to drink less and I was journaling on the days when I was drinking how that made me feel and the day after and during like when I went to bed even if how drunk I was I was journaling on what I was feeling and then the days when I was not drinking I was journaling on it and it became very clear I did that for a week and it became very clear that like Every day that I was drinking, I was crying, I was, you know, feeling extreme, like uh, I had a lot of pain. And the days after when I was like hungover, I felt the same way. And then the day after that, before I started drinking again, it was, I was feeling a little bit better. So it's usually goes like, I feel a little bit better. So I'm like, okay, I can drink now because I don't feel like sad or whatever. And then, yeah, it becomes into a downward spiral. And so I just like, oh, God, I forgot. I went to actually went to a doctor because I needed a, a doctor's slip so that I could get an extension for my schoolwork. And I uh, went to get a doctor's slip and we I was going to, for the first time in my life, I was going to try antidepressants because I have, I've studied, I started studying to become a health coach. I'm a personal trainer and I've, I've been in this depressed state before and I know how much um, just changing your life like doing lifestyle changes can do for you and i'm really paranoid when it comes to medication and or not just eating things i've never eaten before um and i've always felt like yeah but you know like i can just go i can start exercising if i eat good food if i have good routines i can do everything i don't need medication and then i realized i'm in a place where i don't have the strength to turn it around i don't have the strength to start exercising or to i make i've been making good food for even when i was drinking i switched from beer to wine so because i when i was drinking only beer i stopped eating and i was only drinking as a nutrient because i i you get full from beer and then i realized i was really unhealthy so i switched to wine because then i got hungry and i started making like really good food so i drank the wine too nice food to make it feel less depressing and then that's how i slowly turned it around i realized there was a problem and i changed I made it less depressing so I could motivate myself to to turn it around yeah and I was feeling like I realized that I'm right now I don't really have the strength I'm too depressed and it's been too rough for too long for me to actually make these changes without any help so I went to a doctor and I talked a little bit about my situation and he was going to prescribe me some antidepressants and then I said well I've been drinking every day for three months um, and he's like, oh shit, I thought you stopped with that. Okay, well, sorry, I can't give them to you then because if you're going to stop drinking and, you know, get your body used to these, it's going to be too much for your body. So instead he gave me, um, uh, he sent me to another, uh, to the psychiatric ward in the town, in the city instead. And I'm going to go there at the end of this month. And I was like, all right, so before I meet them, I'm gonna really, st I'm gonna stop drinking. So I just went cold turkey, which I didn't think I would be able to, but yeah, I've done this so many times before. So I just stopped and 
I started slowly making some changes and I forgot how I ended up here in this train of thought. All right, yes, I wanted to try antidepressants, okay? That was a side note. I was talking about something completely different. All right, welcome to ADHD. Yes. Anyway, I don't know where I was going and where my train of thought was. <laughs> I was talking a little bit about borderline drinking. And anyway, I stopped drinking and I started to... Oh, yes, I stopped drinking and I bought this exercise bike that I found. And I put it like in front of my PC. So when I was studying and like playing Hearthstone, I was just on the bike. And that was like the start. I haven't done it in a couple of days because I've been walking instead. That was like the start for me. And then I've been like, it's been, it's spring. So the sun has been out. So every morning now, I wake up in the middle of the night. I've been trying to turn my sleep schedule around, but I kind of like waking up in the middle of the night uh, as long as I get to see the sun. So I wake up around now, like I woke up 2 a.m. today and it was 1 a.m. the day before and 12 the day before that. Like I've been trying to slowly turn it around. And then I just, I go up, I chill in front of my PC. And then around six, seven or eight, when the sun comes up, I take my dog and I go for a long walk down by the beach. And it's been really, really good. I started listening to podcasts while I'm doing it too. And it's been really amazing. And so I've been, I've been journaling every day and I've been really working now on how to make changes. And now even just because I've been just, I say just, I've been sober for 10 days and now I have the motivation to do podcast. So maybe I'll go longer this time. I, it's hard because I know I've, I, the longest I've ever been sober was two and a half years and it was good. Like, I think that it's better for me, but it's really hard to let go of that. Like, it's, it's a big it's a trait, you know, it's a thing. It was, I was, it was, it's a little hard to be that person, especially if you don't know anyone, you want to get to know new people. It's a little hard to be that person that is so different from everyone else. And it's been, it was, I was struggling a lot with that. When I was living also, I was, at that time, I was the, you know, identifying as a lesbian or like, and I said, like, I was lesbian, I was sober, I was a vegan. I was working out all the time and every time like I met new people it was that was the only thing we discussed we didn't discuss anything else they're like oh my god how can you be sober oh my god how can you work out so much oh my god how can you be a vegan where do you get your protein how can you be so how can you have so many muscles and be a vegan it was just that became a whole identity and it was a little bit tiring because it wasn't an identity that I chose for myself it was just the things that people talked to me about and I think that's why I'm really struggling to let go of drinking completely right now because it's nice to feel, you know, like one with the masses. If you go out and, you know, obviously this doesn't really apply because I don't go out and COVID is happening. So it's not like I go out around people, but I'm thinking about before COVID and when COVID ends. So why did I start this podcast today? This was not at all what I was going to talk about, but I just ended up ranting about this. And I guess it was something that was needed to come out, I guess, because I just went for it. But what I actually wanted to talk about was um, about a tweet I made the other day. And I wrote something like, it doesn't matter. Like if this year has started, like has been shit for you, 
You don't have to wait till 2022 to make resolutions or make set intentions. You can do that every day. Like you can always choose when you can set intentions or resolutions for the future. And that is something that I lived by when I was exercising a lot. I saw every Monday, Monday was my favorite day. Monday was like a little January 1st for me every day because I had like these goals. I wanted to work out X amount for a week. And if I didn't do as much as I wanted, I always saw Monday as a new chance to this week, I can do better. And I always saw my Mondays were always like a little January 1st. This week, I can set new goals. I can have new, like, I just took my, my I live my life in weekly segments. And I really love that. Every year um, on the Yoga Girl podcast, they do uh, an end of the year set intentions for the coming year kind of thing and you yeah you just think back at the year that has been think back at the year that has been and what what was good what was bad and what bad brought some good things with it like i broke up with my partner in 20 uh, 20 2020 but and you know that was difficult but i moved out of that apartment and then i eventually moved again and i moved back to this my new apartment that I live in now which is close to my family so you know something that was tough and emotional brought something nice you know and so you evaluate the previous year and you look at you know what was good what was bad and what bad brought some good with it and then you look at what you want from the the coming year and it's not like I want to be fit you know it's more like how where were my emotions this year and where do I want them to be? How was my mental health? Where do I want that to be? And how can I work towards that? And I listened to that a couple of days ago and I was just thinking like, yeah, I and they were talking about, the, she was talking about 20, 2021 coming up in the new year and stuff. And I was just like, you know what? You can do this at any time. You can do this weekly. You can do this daily. If you don't want to think in like for me when I'm depressed or feeling low, it's hard for me to think too big picture because when I'm depressed, I'm depressed. I can barely hope for a future. It's really dark when I feel like shit. And then it's hard to be like, what do you want out of your life? Nothing. I don't want to live, you know? <laughs> so I try to, you can do these little exercises daily. How did I feel yesterday? What was good about it? What was bad about it? How can I make changes today to make today better? You can make these little segments. So if you're feeling really, really depressed and you have very little motivation, it's very easy for, for people to set really big goals that they can't really, that is hard to achieve. And then when they don't achieve them, they feel really bad. They feel, say your goal is to have a clean kitchen. Then you decide to do it and then you don't have the energy. That's gonna make you feel really bad about yourself because you didn't manage to do it. Or you clean it all, but then you don't have any energy for anything else. It can go each way. Or maybe cleaning the kitchen is a is a doable task for you. But what I did when I used to have a really dirty apartment, I decided to, I'm gonna clean one cup a day for a week. So every day, even no matter how depressed and shit I felt, I was like, oh, the only thing I have to do today, my only thing on my to-do list is to wash one cup. I managed to pull myself to do that. I was like, I felt like shit, but no, I did that. Then I started adding up like, okay, I'm gonna do, clean two cups a day, or I'm gonna do this. And then eventually 
I could do all of the dishes because I started slowly. It's like when you start exercising, like I mentioned earlier, I can't start running a 5K if I haven't moved my body for, for three years. I have to start by walking. Oh shit, I have to start by walking and then jogging a little bit and you know, alternate between jogging and walking and then eventually I can run that 5K. And you should apply that into your, your daily life achievements that you struggle to do. Start little and the most important thing I think is to don't compare yourself to other people or to who you used to be. Look at where you are right now in this moment. Who are you? What are you struggling with and how can you make that easier? And I think that the practice that people have on, you know, December 31st and January 1st is they have this practice of like you don't have to make resolutions and intentions for a whole year. You can do that daily, weekly, monthly. And if you like me struggle with routine or struggle with your mental health, I would start daily doing a little like journal or if you don't if you don't like to write, do this. You don't even have to publish it anywhere. Just have a little moment where you sit down and you talk to yourself or you can talk to a friend, but make sure that that friend doesn't necessarily come with advice. They're just there to listen to you. If you feel weird just talking out into the air, then, you know, talk to a friend, but make it so that that friend just listens. They don't come with advice unless you specifically ask for advice. If not, they're just there to listen and then they vent and then you just listen. And I think it's important. It can be a, a way to move forward if you're if you struggle a lot with your mental health, but just have a little moment each day. It doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't even have to be each day. It can be once a week or whenever you feel you have the energy, but have a little check-in. How am I feeling today? How was I feeling yesterday? What Was there any significant things that happened yesterday or then any significant things that happened today? And the more you think about that and you work on it on your own, the easier it's going to be to recognize them. <sighs> I don't know what came out of this podcast today. I think I just needed to vent. I think maybe I had some good things to say. I think, I don't know. It was just good to record and talk and vent. And that is what this podcast is. It's just busy, finding calm in a busy mind. It used to be busy place because my head was a busy place, but I've since that removed place from my other um, my social media and Twitch and stuff. I'm gonna just have it busy now and that's really all I needed. I just needed to talk openly from my heart and from my emotions where they are and share a little bit of what I've been going through and where I am right now. And I feel really hopeful. I feel hopeful and motivated. And I really want to start creating content again. Like I want to stream and I want to play games. I want to talk, you know, I could do this and just chatting as well, you know, just sit here, but I get distracted and I want to start out with this, you know, I want to get back into the podcast. I really like this, this, this format of, of content creation. And I really want to, you know, because it doesn't matter if anyone listens, if you're streaming and say you have your view count open, it can be frustrating sometimes. And it can be hard to be positive if you, if there's very little presence, but if you're sitting alone, like I have my instance burning, I have my morning coffee, I have, you know, I'm sitting at home, it's cozy. I just woke up, I'm feeling like I'm just doing a new little morning routine kind of thing. Just sitting here venting. It's okay. And then if I post this, 
if no one listens to it, it doesn't matter because I had this moment here and this is really healing for me to sit here. So I think it's a great way of getting back into content creation because I can, you know, I can just share. And I think it's important to have people sharing because it helped me a lot too. And everyone, I'm not saying that people are the same. I'm not saying that this would be helpful for everyone. It's just for me and my experience, this, it was helpful to me to listen to people uh, come to realizations, being open and vulnerable about things that may be hard and tough and being vulnerable about them. It helped me to sit in my own shit and sit in my own pain and be like, hey, it's actually okay to just be open and vulnerable. It's okay to talk about things without filter. And when I say without filter, I don't mean, oh God, that, that t-shirt doesn't look good on you. Hey, I'm just being honest. I'm just like, I don't bullshit. That's not being honest. It's being a bitch. You know, that's being a dick. What I mean is unfiltered and raw about what you're feeling and things that only matter, like that only affects me. You know, that's what I meant with being unfiltered. And it really helped me to listen to that. And it really helps me to do that, to be open and just let it pour. I had so much anxiety when I started the, the recording this podcast. It's coming back a little bit now that I'm starting to end it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm not gonna have a set time for how long each episode is gonna be. Between 30 and 60 minutes, I think. But maybe I'll do a random, you know, maybe some will be short. I don't know. Maybe I'll make this a, a daily podcast where, you know, each morning I'll just vent. Just take a time when I wake up and I have my coffee and I just do this. I don't know. We'll see. But I will from now from now on I'm going to start with doing this recording this weekly on the weekend. Check in. Maybe do a little lookout for how have I been feeling this week? What can I do better next week to to move forward that's probably where i'm gonna how i'm gonna move forward with the podcast to do a little inventory of the previous week and set goals for the coming week that seems like a really good idea so maybe i should actually set some goals for next week before i end <sighs> no you know what no i'm not going to do that now i feel good with ending this here that's what I will do in the future. And like I said before, do things that like, I want it to be fun and I want it to be achievable. I don't want it to be work. You know, my intentions are to set goals, but sometimes you can just do it day by day. So I'm going to start it out like this and I will evolve the podcast as I move on. So if you listen to this and you listen this long, thank you so much for joining in on this little journey with me. And I hope you feel, you know, I hope you have an amazing day. And if you don't have an amazing day, that's okay too. You know, just, it's okay to feel like shit. It's okay to be happy. Sometimes I feel guilty. And sometimes I feel like I'm not interesting if I'm not depressed. I'm not, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not cool if I'm not depressed. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not anything without my darkness. And I feel guilty sometimes when I feel happy because I feel like it's mundane and normal. And I like, I've liked to be different. That's, I've been different my whole life and I've enjoyed that. And I guess I'm afraid to be like everyone else. And I just had to let that go. You know, I think it's really attractive with people that are happy. You know, it's really attractive. And I admire, when I look at people that are happy, I admire them. So I don't know why I think any less of me. 
I don't know why I think that it would be any different for me. I don't know why, if, why I would lose value because I'm happy. So yeah, I need to work on letting go of my, like letting go of having my depression and my darkness as a personality trait. That's, you know, that's not my personality. That's circumstantial from experiences and traumas that I've lived through. Wow, that was something very intimate to share, I guess. Oof. Sit on that one. Let's. Well. Yeah, that was a really healing moment, I think. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to move towards happiness. It's okay to let go of darkness and pain. Hmm. I'm smiling from ear to ear. I don't know. I, I that was really just letting go of that. That was really cool. Just saying that out loud is that was yeah, that was really shit. Okay, I feel really happy about this first episode of you know of, of many, hopefully, and uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I will be back in a week. And goodbye.